0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on in to the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Happy Monday, folks. Zach Blackerby and Michael Pappas here with you we got a lot of stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah, we do. Huge weekend.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to wrap up some Auburn basketball as Auburn did what it needed to do on the road to wrap up SEC play. So we will chat about that. And then, of course, the SEC tournament is here. This is the one of the most fun times of the year in sports. And, of course, Auburn's Pro Day. Uh, but before we jump into all of that, let's take a look at Fetch Me. Shout out to our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. If you are in the Auburn and Opelika area and you want your family meal delivered in 45 minutes or less, and by f- friendly and fast service, check out our friends at FetchMe. They are local. They live by the Auburn Creed. And so if you're in the Auburn or Opelika area and you want all of those things, download the free FetchMe app or FetchMeDelivery.com and use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. All right, so let's touch on some Auburn basketball. They took down Tennessee, and this was a, a much more dominating game than I thought it would be. I thought Auburn was going to struggle, and man, I was wrong. Hey, shout out to you, though. You were correct. Auburn was an underdog. How about that? How about that? You're the one who does a million bets every day. Mm-hmm. This is awkward. This is awkward. Except my line was much closer to being the final correct score. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Hey, Auburn scored 85 points. So you can use promo code AUBALL85 when you order Fetch Me to get your uh, delivery half off uh, if you want to do that. But yeah, Auburn 85, Tennessee 63. And this is kind of a game that was never really in question. And a lot of that had to do with Samir Dowdy. 32 minutes, 10 of 17 from the floor, 8 of 13 from three. He scored 32 points. That is, um, that's that's exactly what you want. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good day.
0: Uh, it was his career high against SEC opponents. He uh, he had an incredible game. Um, it was a really, really good team performance also. And the defense stepped up and played much, much better. I mean, this was exactly, I thought this was their best game of the season. Couldn't have come at a better time. You think it was their
1: best game of the season?
0: Yeah. I thought this was the best Auburn has played all season.
1: How about that? How about that? Alan Flanagan's stat line off the bench is kind of sneaky because it doesn't really hit the double digits in points, but a solid 22 minutes, four of six from the floor, five rebounds, and he had nine points. I mean, that's pretty efficient. That's that's what you want from a, a solid reserve player. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. They're
1: going to need him to step up. He,
0: yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. He uh, he had a very very good game, and it was great. Like I said, I I don't think we can say enough positive things uh, about this Auburn performance.
1: So, in your mind, when Auburn is looking to to make moves throughout this postseason, we're going to talk about the SEC tournament bracket in just a moment. Is is this Samir's team at this point? Absolutely. I
0: think it's been Samir's team for a while. Um, Really since the the first two losses of SEC play and then when Samir really turned around his season and Javon McCormick, you know, hasn't really found a way to climb out of that hole. He, he's hit big shots, but I mean, for the most part during games, he has not been, I mean, he, he has not been efficient. He has not been the guy who they're looking for really to get big baskets. He's just
1: throwing up three-pointers. And they're only coming down in big moments. It's wild. Yeah, it is wild. Javon McCormick, 30 minutes, 5 of 11 from the floor, 3 of 6 from 3, 13 points. I mean, if Auburn's guards have this line, it's going to be really tough to beat them. Mm -hmm. And we know, you know, just from past
0: postseasons in college basketball, that experienced guards win you games. Um, Even if you just look back at like Duke last season. They had three. They had the top three recruits, three of the top five picks or whatever it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't make the final four. That's true because they didn't have guard play. Auburn I made mean, the final four. People are so with experienced guards. Sure, um, think about the the NCAA tournament runs that you really remember, and usually you're, you know, you're referring to that run as the Kemba. O- yeah, the Kemba Walker run, Yeah, uh, UConn with Shabazz Napier. Mm-hmm. Um, when Duke beat Wisconsin, it was behind senior guards or, or experienced very guards. Very good guards, yeah. Yeah, Marcus Page at UNC. Does Auburn have that? They've got one that you know can be very consistent and Samir Dowdy, a guy who's probably going to be a first-team All-SEC guy. Uh, and then you need J- Javon McCormick to step up. And th- probably another one. I mean that was Javon McCormick was a very important part of last year's postseason run.
1: I, I think that was kind of that was the best window that we've ever seen from him, mm-hmm. and you kind of expected him to keep that going this year when he became the guy, and then it just never really materialized. You saw spurts of it, but I mean, he he he's not Jared Harper. He's not mm-hmm. he's not consistently a top starting SEC point guard, but. He was during the tournament last year. And it'll be
0: really interesting to see if, you know, they have so many guys that can put the ball in the basket. And, and one of the things that Jay Vaughn is so good at is passing. Yes. And I know at the beginning of the year, you know, he set the Auburn record for assists in a game and, and whatever. And Bruce was like, Bruce said that they need, uh, they need him to be more aggressive scoring the basketball. Mm-hmm. And
1: I don't, I, just, I don't know if that's the case anymore. Yeah, I mean, you've got so many other young guys that can score coming off the bench now, and especially if you know if Devin Cambridge or Alan Flanagan, like if they're feeling it, whatever game, Auburn's probably going to win it. Mm -hmm. What do you think of? What did you think of how Bruce managed the center position on Saturday? Wiley and Mclemore both fouling out, both really were kind of plagued with uh, fouls early. I mean, even even kind of in the first half, I think both of them had three in the first half. I mean, that was clearly a big deal. Stretch, getting a few minutes, six minutes in Saturday's contest. But you think that matters going forward? I think
0: any, any playing time that you can get for a true freshman is important. Um, same thing with getting turbo in at the end of this game. Um, it's just these guys that don't get to play a lot, you have no idea what's going to happen in the tournament. And Auburn's probably going to play teams that have size. And if they get in a situation where Macklemore and Wiley, you know, are in foul trouble like they were against Kentucky, Stretch is going to
1: have to play. We will continue our conversation uh, with looking at the SEC bracket right here, coming up right here on Locked on Auburn.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's Uh Before
1: we get into uh, Auburn's Pro Day and talking about the SEC tournament bracket, I want to take a, a quick moment to ask for a favor on something regarding the uh, locked on Auburn podcast listener base if you were listening on iTunes if you could leave a review and give us five stars it would really help us out a ton and it it takes like three seconds so that would be um, that would be absolutely huge so Michael Auburn is the two seed after their win against Tennessee that we just got done wrapping up what are your thoughts on Auburn's placement and their uh, their path to, to Kind of defend their uh, their time as as SEC tournament champs. I like it personally.
0: I, yeah, I do too. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Ken Palm, Ken Pomeroy, mm-hmm. has um, the guy who does the website, obviously, and does all the advanced statistics. He
1: does the website. Yeah,
0: he um, r- has released his win probabilities for every conference tournament. So I just pulled them up. Auburn has the second best. Uh, probability of making of winning the championship. Behind Kentucky? Behind Kentucky. That They're, should make sense as a one and a two. Yeah. Sure. Um, they actually have the highest percentage chance, or highest probability, according to Ken Palm, of making the semifinal and the final. So, he would agree with what you
1: said. I like their path there. They've I, just, got I, don't, I don't know path. if they could beat Kentucky. Now, there's a lot of people saying Florida's got a good chance to beat Kentucky, <laughs> And if that happens, it also doesn't matter. I, 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 yeah, I think it matters in the sense of not seeding for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but as far as hanging banners, banner, yeah, and like trying to change the culture. Then and obviously, it matters to the, the guys and stuff. Yeah, and watching it last year, I mean, it was pretty fun watching Auburn yeah. do that. I wouldn't mind having to do that again. So, um, yeah, let's just kind of go through the whole thing. On so on Auburn side of the bracket, on Auburn side of the bracket. 14 seeded Vanderbilt is taking on 11 seeded Arkansas, and the winner of that game will take on South Carolina, which is a six seed. Uh, that will happen Thursday. Also on Thursday, 10 seeded Missouri and 7 seed Texas A&M, they will play at six o'clock on the SEC network. That game is important because Auburn will play the winner. 10 seed Missouri, 7 seed Texas A&M. And that is an interesting situation for Auburn because those two teams beat Auburn.
0: Mm-hmm. Who,
1: who would you rather play? Missouri. Really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because I think they had like their best game of the year against Auburn. And it was in Missouri. We see what this team does playing away games. So I, I think I'd rather see them play Missouri. Okay. I think they beat both teams, though.
0: I think Buzz Williams is a better coach. Yeah. That's why I'd rather play Missouri. Do you agree with me? Um, mm-hmm. The way you said it, I was I was wondering. Okay, um, Missouri has I think more talented scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw what the one guy did. I think one of the Smiths did against Auburn, and what they've been able to do, you know, just lately in general. Mm-hmm. But um, Auburn really this season has had much more trouble with teams that don't have really talented scores.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a weird situation. Uh, Painter and I were joking about this on Auburn Opelika this morning, uh, earlier today. And he kind of made the joke. of like, well, it seems like Auburn's in a good spot to at least advance to that. um, What round would that be? Uh, The quarterfinals. Yeah. The quarterfinals or the semifinals. Yeah. They're already in the quarterfinals. So they have a good chance to, that's what I thought the joke was. Oh, sorry. To the semifinals. Uh, it looks very clear that it's going to happen, so naturally in Auburn fashion, uh, they'll lose or something like that.
0: I thought the joke was that like they're in a great position to get to the
1: quarterfinals because they're already there. I, I bet they get to the quarterfinals, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Ooh. And then, of course, if Auburn wins, they will face the winner of what I anticipate will be LSU and South Carolina, so they'll probably take on LSU, which I'm all for. I want to watch that game again.
0: You... Do did you know that there are two teams in the SEC that are currently on winning streaks? Like have won more than one game in a row? The South Carolina one? It's Vanderbilt and Texas A M. Oh really? Yeah. Vanderbilt's won two in a row. And Texas A and M I think has won three. Maybe How sad two? is
1: that? And they're still like the fourteen seed.
0: Maybe they've won two I mean, they've only won two in a row. That it's the SEC man. Yeah, they're beating up on Wait, each other. No, Kentucky's won like six in a row. Never mind. Uh maybe it's Vanderbilt in Kentucky. Maybe those are the two teams, the 1 seed and the 14 seed.
1: I am weirdly confident about Auburn's chances in this thing. I'm weirdly confident about well, it. Well, the, the the numbers back you up here. Yeah.
0: The statistics
1: statistics they back you up. You you got this, man. Um all right, so you agree with me you think it'll be Auburn LSU and then they will taste the winner of I don't know, South Carolina needs to win. And LSU's really has not looked very good for the last however. That's kind of why I want Auburn to play LSU because they're just, you know, I mean that was an instant classic when they played earlier in the year at Auburn Arena, and I just don't think LSU's as good as they are now as they were then. I don't. I really don't like that phrase. By the way,
0: I know A and M is on a winning streak.
1: What phrase do you not like?
0: Instant classic. It's an oxymoron. Okay. You can't like it can't be an instant classic because classic implies that it was. What would you like me to call it? Time ago. I mean, it's a f- commonly used phrase. I'm not trying to like.
1: What would you like me to say instead? You can call it was it a really I mean, good like, game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was. It was a barn burner. One of the best like games barn of the season. A game we'll yeah. remember forever. <laughs> so good. Oh my god, it was great. Uh, amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Who do you think wins the SEC tournament? Um, like, if you're I don't, gonna, think, I don't think it's going to be Kentucky. If it's, it's easy to say that
0: they don't win it that often, right?
1: Don't they? Yeah, I just don't think they care about it. Um...
0: Okay, so I'm looking at the odds right now.
1: Also, it's very good for Auburn that like there's really no way they're going to play Alabama because that was like that was like kind of thing. I'm like, I just don't want that to happen.
0: You could just kind of feel that like if they (sighs) yeah or Arkansas because you could. I don't feel that way about Arkansas. Really, Mm -mm. like these teams that just light it up, especially from three point range. I just feel like they're not good matchups for Auburn. I get it and. Again, with Auburn's luck, they'll end up with like a four seed, and the thirteen they play will be the mid major that's made the most three pointers on the season. And right. everyone will be like, "How oh, they lose to a thirteen? This
1: is ridiculous!" But yeah, it's just it's a matchup. Um, well, well so no matter. No, I think Auburn's gonna be a five seed. We'll see. But even if they are a four seed, that's gonna be the most popular like five twelve or thirteen. Yeah, for uh, upset right. Everybody's going to pick? I mean, it depends on what they are. I don't think it does depend. I think that will be the most popular upset pick. Because everybody loves the 12 5 upset or the 13 4 upset. Well, there's
0: typically, there's always at least one. I mean, 5 12s have a 50% win. They've each won half of the games historically. So it's crazy. Yeah. But a lot of the teams that you think about being 12 seeds this season aren't like three point heathens. Um, which bodes well for Auburn. Like Belmont. Sure. I don't know what Belmont will be, but they'll probably be about a 12. Um, and they'll be a really sexy underdog pick. And, like, their best player is the center. Same with Liberty. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I might be getting Liberty and Belmont confused, but okay. whatever. That's fine. Anyway, odds to win the SEC tournament. Obviously, Kentucky's at the best at plus 250. But then it's Auburn, Florida, LSU, Tennessee. Tennessee? Mississippi State, Arkansas. Uh, the fact that Arkansas is what do you say the 11 seed and they have like the fifth best odds or something, sixth best odds. Yeah, is absolutely absurd to me.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think if you want to be, you know, pro Arkansas here, like they look good against Vanderbilt in the first round on Wednesday. They could totally beat South Carolina. Then, like we already dissed LSU enough, like they could beat LSU. And then at that point, you're hot. And then, like, can you beat Auburn? Yes. So, but like I get it, they
0: j- they just got beat on Saturday rather soundly by A and M. They lost by
1: double digits A and Like they're yeah. not. I'm not buying the Arkansas stuff. But if you wanted to make an argument for, I'm like having a yeah. shot at. Them, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, I think Auburn's got
0: probably the best chance to win.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel that too, and it feels weird <laughs> saying that. It feels weird saying that. So all right, hey, in just a moment we're gonna have a conversation about Auburn's pro day and how some former Auburn Tigers did. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions and availability, savings vary. Before we jump into our conversation about Auburn's pro day, do us a favor, like the Facebook page Locked on Auburn or of course you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and we would love to hear from you, yes, your actual voice. I know you've heard some of the the voicemails in the past, The off-season's here. It's getting tougher and tougher for content, even though it's about to heat up with some things. But we'd love to hear from you. 205-502-4285. That is 205-502-4285. You'll go straight to a voicemail. You hear me uh, thanking you for calling. Yeah, just ask your question or leave a comment. Uh, We'd really appreciate it. Auburn Pro Day time. All right, so several former Auburn players were um, representing Auburn in front of some NFL scouts so Derek Brown didn't really do anything he, um, Sal Cannella uh, not a combine guy 6'4 and 3 4 of an inch 242 33 and a half inch vertical ran a four seven forty. I know you love Sal Canella. what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to
0: withhold judgment until I see his hand size measurements because that's all I really care about from the combine is hand size okay uh, do you know how they measure hand size uh with a ruler isn't it I mean like in on the hand isn't it's I think it's from pinky to it's pinky thumb. to thumb
1: I think so yeah because
0: in the NBA it's middle excuse me it's middle finger to thumb it may be the same I'm not sure um I don't know uh he Sal Canel is more athletic than I thought he was good vertical good broad jump yeah he looked a little like
1: i yeah, stiff when he was on the field. Yeah, yeah. These numbers look
0: fine. Why aren't the uh, Why aren't the three cone numbers on this little <laughs> cheat sheet you've got? Because that's what I need from Will Hastings. Yeah, I don't know. Will Hastings had a day, also. Well, tell us why. Well, I mean, we all knew we know or knew about mm-hmm. his, uh, you know, his change of ability, his change of pace, change of direction there you ability. Go. That's sure. what I was going for. You got it. Um, Monday's beating you up, bro. Yeah, for real. And that's what we've heard about him for years, right? Yeah. And uh he comes out at 510, 175. He jumps 33 inches, puts up nine on the bench press, which is pretty good for a guy who weighs 175 pounds to put up 225 nine times. I mean, yeah. That's a that's a lot. And then he ran a four five. That's Noah Igbenogany ran a 4.47. Yeah. Will Hazings ran a 4.5. Like, he had a great day.
1: Noah added three inches to his vertical jump from the combine. Three inches is a lot.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah. So he had 40 inches there. His broad was um, 10 feet 6.5 inches. Cam Martin ran a 4.5.2.40. I thought he would be faster than that. Um, Weighed in at 187. So that's that's pretty good. Why would Noah do an interview and
0: tell people he's going to run in the 4 2s? I don't know. Is he just going to, like, is he trying to speak it into existence? I don't know. Like, I I like the guy and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And, and, you know, I'm rooting for him to do well, but that just seems like such a baffling decision. That's off by a lot. Yeah. Like, it's not. And then after he doesn't do it at the combine, you're kind of like, okay, well, maybe he had a bad day. Like, you know, he'll get it at pro day. But now at pro day, he ran the exact same numbers he did at the combine. Mm-hmm. So,
1: like, w- hey, our boy Spencer Nye runs a 4.81, winning a 2.55, 32 reps on bench press. 28 reps on bench press. Yep, you're right. I'm in the wrong column. Still very good. Jumped 32 inches. Yeah, I thought that was impressive. Swiss Army and I have proving his versatility, yeah, baby. Really, he's proving he can do everything. Put what did he say? Do you remember what he told
0: us he was aiming for on bench? He told us. I forgot. Someone tweet that at us. Um, he. <laughs> Somebody go back and listen to that, please. Gosh. But yeah, he last uh, Wednesday's show. He. <laughs> I'm surprised he ran a four eight. Yeah. Uh we you know, we predict, predicted for him a four two five, I think. Yeah was our final prediction. Um, but still four eight at six one I was thinking he'd hit more of like a three eight. You know what I mean? Oh, mm-hmm. So at six one, two fifty five, the twenty eight reps on bench to to throw up a thirty two inch vertical and Is run a the, four eight.
1: I think I think the Bengals should be considering Spencer Nye over Joe Burrow at one. Um I'm not sure about that.
0: Okay. with the Lions at number three, I don't know how they don't take the Swiss Army 9. With yeah. the
1: versatility? Forget about Derek Brown at three.
0: No. Take Spencer Nye. No. D- uh, Pro Football Focus came out with a, like, analytics yeah. draft 1.0
1: or something. Derek Brown not in the first round. No way. Yeah. That's a shame. J.J. Wilson. Uh, this will be the last guy we talk about. J.J. Wilson, 6'2", and an eighth of an inch, 239 pounds. Only 18 reps on bench. Ran a 48. I think the NFL is going to like JJ Wilson. Um, I don't really necessarily know what they're going to do with him, but could he be a solid blocking tight end? I think so. And I think they'll also look at him and say, "Hey, this guy was a linebacker uh, a few years ago." So I think they're going to like that out of him. I think you can get a solid special teams guy with him, and uh, maybe like a third tight end on your roster. I have. I know you said that was the last guy we were going to
0: talk about, but. I do have one more guy I'd like to ask you about. All right. There's a lot of talk about how Daniel Thomas got invited to the combine over, maybe not over, but he got invited, Jeremiah Denson did not. Right. uh, When I think, you know, a lot of people would say Denson had a better season. Yeah. Did we see why Thomas got invited and Denson did not? I think so. Okay. I agree. Um, Denson... 5'11, 191, jumped 33 inches high, 13 reps on bench, and then ran a 4'7'4.
1: I thought he was faster than that. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of that position is how quick do you react to things? Mm-hmm. And I think he does react well. Um, but I can see why the NFL likes Daniel Thomas more as a project and um, possibly a reserve safety. It makes sense. Yeah.
0: If you think they're both going to be a project, why not pick the guy who's more athletic?
1: Mm-hmm. Which I think is Daniel Thomas. Based on
0: yeah, based on these numbers we've gotten from the two at the pro or both of them at pro day, and then Thomas at the combine, um, certainly seems like Thomas is.
1: Yeah, I mean they're virtually the same height you, as well. Yeah.
0: So. and Thomas weighs yep, you nailed it fifteen pounds more and is two tenths of a second faster. Yeah, I'll take Thomas. Me too. Yeah. And I think he did better. We don't have the numbers in front of us right now, but I think he did better on bench um, also. Where Thomas can... was top nine on every in every single exercise that they did at the Combine. They'll like that. I was blown away. I think that gets him drafted. I think he's a day three guy. Where can people uh, find you and hear you, bud? Uh, follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Read my college basketball gambling stuff on ESPNAU.com and watch me free Money Friday every day at 3
1: p.m. Like I said earlier, follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. Hey, Prime members.